I am Mark Stooley and welcome to Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. In this episode, I'm joined by Sam Allen, Wyatt Watson, Nick Stallone and Angus Newell who have already been on the podcast before. Sam is a coding wizard, Wyatt is a triple threat, Nick is an audio snob and the producer of the Cinemates podcast, while Angus is the self-proclaimed king of fun movie facts. Together with Sam, Wyatt, Nick and Angus, we dive into the recent sci-fi thriller Nope by acclaimed director Jordan Peele and starring Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Brandon Perea and Stephen Yoon. While drinking some better beers, we cover Kiki and Kaluuya's outstanding performances the stunning cinematography, and what the film really meant. As always, make sure you're following Cinemates wherever you get your podcasts and leave a five-star review if you want to support us. Now sit back and enjoy this episode of Cinemates. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Open the pod bay doors now. Keep your friends close, but your enemies close. I am nothing. No. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Get busy, Larry. You get busy, tired. Sam, White, Nick, and Angus. How are we, boys? Very good. Packed in like sardines. Huge crew today. Yeah. Huge crew. First ever five person episode. Mm. We've got a huge one. A, f- a few of you are back pretty soon since your last appearance, but we've got some cameras now, which is awesome here at Cinemates, and what a film to be discussing. So you guys have all already been run through what we're now calling the Cinemates Gauntlet, five deep questions about cinema. So little check-in for you all. What's everyone been watching recently? Uh, Walking Dead. Okay. I probably like 2015 stopped on like season eight. Um there's and eight then, seasons. No, there's eleven now. Oh, Jesus! I just finished like okay. a couple 11. months ago, and I'm I'm about to, <laughs> and I'm about to finish season ten. Um, oh my god! Oh my so god. it's been a bit of a grind the last a a last month. Yeah. How long is each episode? Uh, Forty-five to an hour. Jesus! <laughs> and there's six, oh and sixteen. You've been annihilated on that. the grind. I've been destroying <laughs> it. Oh and you've god. got Fear of the Walking Dead to go after that. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I also watched. And I also finished Ted Lasso in between like two seasons of. The oh my Dead. god, man! Have you left your bedroom? Or? Nah. <laughs> sad, sad life. No. What um, is everyone else. Been I've been watching? watching a bit of Doctor Who. Okay, like the old nice. Doctor Who. Oh, you sent me that hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's 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 like rewatching again. Like all the magic is really gone. Like I remember just watching it as, as a young kid and be like, "Oh, these effects are great." And now you're watching it, and it's like, it's dog shit. And the acting is so bad. But you know who I saw in it in last night's episode? Andrew Garfield oh. makes an appearance. Oh. Yeah, Our guy. Yeah, Sam. Is he? Yeah. Is he young? Is he young? Yeah, Andrew? Oh, yeah, he's very young. Yeah, like we're talking like 2006. Like he's great. Many years ago. And yeah, I mean, how like, old is he now? No it's idea. He's like a teen or something. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's yeah. good though. Anyways, yeah, Doctor Who. It's good. Nice. Not really, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's got good like storylines to like oh, yeah. episodes. And it's very nostalgic, but yeah. like as far as production quality goes, it's dog shit. Needed a bit more budget. Definitely. Sam Wyatt, you guys watching anything? I uh, started the uh, first season, first episode of season three of The Boys. Oh, yes. Ah. Very silly, oh. very fun. First episode? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't uh, <laughs> I haven't gotten that far, but... Have you seen the... Uh, party? 
the urethra scene yet? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Have you seen the, the Ant Man like portrayal? I don't think oh, he's. No. I don't think he's. Oh, now I'm getting anxious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no spoilers. When you when you go home, you watch that yeah, and you I'll, let us know. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, right also, um, Chef's Table. I, my oh. my housemate recommended I watch um, the Francis Mormon episode. It's this Argentinian cooker. Right. Okay. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. I highly recommend it if you're yeah. Chef's Fuck Table. Yeah. Chef's Table. Yeah. Okay. I think there's a few seasons on Medi. Okay. Mm, good yeah, series. I. For some unknown reason, I watched Get Out again. My God. Completely nice. unrelated to this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, going on the horror theme, I tried to watch X, an A24 horror movie, oh, yeah. yep. and got about 25 minutes in and had to bail. It was, Why? It was no good. Too much. Too much. Too much. I couldn't oh, do it on my own. Too much. Oh, my what? I mean, as in, like, no. like, really good because it was... Like good. Horror. I was I was scared. Oh I was, what? I was wow. fearful. You were, you so, were oh my god, like afraid. Yes, Are you I was good afraid. With horror movies though, or not really? Mm, not. I can do it. Yeah. This one, I was like, not on my own. Yeah. There's no <laughs> way. Was it, was it <laughs> gory or yeah. what kind of horror was it? I could just see where out. it was going. And you I was were like, like nope. it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. <laughs> I'm going to have nightmares. That, it's going to be terrible. That is scar- that's skyrocketed at the top of my watch list now. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Wow. yeah. That's well, like a good review for a horror movie. I'm going to get past well, 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you Michael, what have you been watching? Uh, I've been pumping Ted Lasso. Absolutely loving mm. it. Cool. Uh, other than that, just been watching a lot of movies um, nice. for the podcast. But, uh, <laughs> of course, work never stops. Yeah, uh, but Ted Lasso, highly recommend if you haven't. Yeah, seen I it. recommended that to you. And yeah, I've, how good is it on like a Sunday? So mate, wholesome. It's so wholesome. Mm. I, I literally watched it hungover on a Sunday, and I felt great. A couple the next tears day. on there. Not yet. To bring you back. So, right away from mid season too. Yeah, nice. But nonetheless, let's get into Nope. Mm. So to the listeners out there who haven't seen it yet, boys, what would we say about the movie in one word and rating out of five stars? Who wants to kick it off? Sam, you go. Uh, ambitious was my word. Okay. And I'm giving it three stars. <laughs> okay. Nice. Interesting. Yeah. Three. I, I'm so torn up um, in two worlds about what word I should pick because I've picked two and I can't drop either one. My first initial word, I know it's against the rules, but my first official <laughs> word when I left the cinema was bizarre. <laughs> I was going, this is fucking weird. <laughs> I was going, what the fuck? But then after, upon reflection... Especially with like the gaudy scenes, mm. I landed on harrowing because I've noticed okay. doing my notes for this. The one word that kept on popping up was harrowing. Nice, and I gave it a three and a half stars. Nice, nice. good, uh, good choice there. I'm gonna say I was similar to you, Nick. I was mm. a bit like, what "The hell did I just watch?" <laughs> uh, but then gained a bit more of an appreciation for it. My one word's gonna be spectacle, and Ooh, okay. my rating is gonna be four stars. Oh, yeah. Ooh, we're going nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, my word, I wasn't really sure what I watched similar. Mm. So my mm. word's mis- <laughs> <laughs> My word's going to be misunderstood as in mm. I misunderstood what the fuck was going on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that the film is misunderstood and it's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could actually go with that as well because I, and I hate to like, 
post hoc it afterwards and like, oh, I read all this interesting stuff about the movie and now and I get what like it's it. about. Yeah. But that's kind of how I feel about it as well. Yeah. I, I think know. that's kind of a problem with I it. I could go Very back similar, and rewatch. Yeah. You yeah. read it afterwards and you're like, oh, you go, oh okay. Makes okay. Sense. Yeah, now, yeah. Yeah. So uh, three and a half. Okay. Okay. Yep. Angus. I think the whole time I was watching it, you've seen other Jordan Peele movies, Get Out, Us. I was trying to work out what was going on the whole mm. time. You want to like think to yourself what's happening mm. in the middle of it. I f- I'll land on interesting is my word mm-hmm. because as I finish the movie, I go, you know, read up about certain meanings, motifs, metaphors. Yep. Um, and as you said that like um, this might make you like the movie more, but that's, you know, you should like it immediately after. I would settle on three and a half stars. I've gone down from four stars after leaving the cinema. Okay. okay. I don't think it's Peel's. I think it's the worst out of the three. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, it's definitely probably my least favorite yeah. out of his, but mm. I still enjoyed it for sure. Yeah. Nice. Good answers, boys. Let's get straight in. I think maybe it's worth actually starting with the start of the movie. Yes. We start in a sitcom setup. And we see a monkey with blood on his hands. Mm. What do we think? Harrowing. Again. <laughs> that keeps on popping up. Absolute harrowing imagery. Yeah. I thought that was an absolute fuck. I remember watching it going like, oh, come on now, dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't do me like Here we go. Yeah. Instantly you're like, oh, it's a P- this is going to be a Peel classic. You're like, yeah. oh, fuck. I was what waiting for here? real gore, which to be fair, there wasn't actually much mm. gore. Yeah. But after that. First taste, I was like, oh, we're in for like a real blood fest. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think it's really exciting. <laughs> it's a really good first scene. Definitely. And I think it builds up the hype for what you're about to see because he didn't really give much plot details prior to its release. No. The the, mm. the trailer wasn't very revealing mm. in terms of what you were actually going to see. Definitely. And yep. so you're there like, oh, my God, I'm five minutes in. Let's yeah. get this. Yeah. <laughs> and then it kind of goes pretty crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but I thought it's... Started it so well, and you're like, "Oh, here we go! This is the kind of flavor that we're going to expect from the rest of the movie." Mm. But this is probably one of my gripes with it: is like, where does it go with that? Yeah, if it sets a scene with that, I don't think it uses it that well. Would okay. be my only think, thing. Yeah, I get what you mean. I think, and we're probably going to delve into this a lot. He just plays on a lot of metaphors the entire movie, mm. and that that um Gordy and um monkey scene. It's just like a follow-on metaphor linking, tying with like the bigger aspect of the movie. Mm. But I feel like there's so many different like w- themes or like ways that this movie can be interpreted and maybe that's a strength or maybe that's a weakness. I don't yeah. know. Like I definitely, when I left the <laughs> cinema, I was going, oh, okay, so it was like a, you know, hour and a half movie trailer on how film is better than digital. It's like, you know, Fuji film just like... <laughs> propaganda movie like you should use film over digital like but then you know a lot of people saying like it's about hollywood's mistreatment of people and like chewing people up and spitting them back out yeah as jean jacket physically does mm. to people but also how like you see hollywood doing it to the characters mm. throughout the movie so and they've got the aspect of like everyone always trying to you know benefit themselves yeah over something yep. and get like get a one-up like yeah tmz guy He's basically a soulless person because they don't even show his face. Yeah, that was weird. Um, yeah. Even, um, I don't even know the character's name. Which one? The main guy. Otis, Otis Jr. Otis Jr. and his sister Emerald. who Kiki Palmer plays. Mm. Like, 
they're still going for, you know, money and fame yeah. from trying to catch glimpses. Are they though? Aren't they trying to find out who killed their dad because the coin landed in his head? No. No. Well, it's like a half, it's like half, half, but. Hang on, hang on. I thought Otis Jr. like wanted some closure around what killed his dad. He was like, not I'm, not, really. I'm not selling for a coin. They wanted to up. save the ranch. I think it's prob- yeah, yeah, best, yeah. That's what I thought it was. It so he didn't care switches. about his dad at all. It probably no, just yeah. He does care, but it probably just switches to them trying to get a glimpse, like a, a UFO sighting, and then they'll mm. make heaps of money. Yeah, but it doesn't, yeah. doesn't just delete the reason of like getting closure around no, their dad's death. The whole point is that like after the dad's dead, <clears> like they need to save the ranch, and he's doing that by selling the yeah. horses to Jupe. But mm. then at the same time, they're like, oh, we could make heaps of money from getting this video of this. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But which another thing which I found was interesting and something I did like sort of that was unique about it is that the whole time, like especially building towards the climax, it was never let's kill this alien. It was like let's catch it on video, which mm. again is like maybe a bit of social commentary on how we're obsessed with getting things on video. Yeah. But yes, yeah, I think potential like media like – yeah, media wants yeah. to capture all the stories, but they may not solve what's actually going on in the world. Yeah, yeah I think we're already kind of alluding to it by having different interpretations on the meaning of the movie. Mm. Um, but Ooh. I was listening to an interview with <clears throat> Jordan Peele himself and he originally kind of envisaged the horror version of The Wizard of Oz because... And he wanted to use a UFO because it's kind of the perfect horror device in his mm. mind of like, okay, Jason, right, with his hockey mask, the whole kind of suspense around him is like who's behind the mask. Like same with Sam, yeah. Same with like the Scream movies, like mm. who's the one doing it. Mm. So like with a UFO, it's like, well, what's to explain the UFO? So that's kind of well, what. The UFO is just the, like the most famous unknown. It's like. that's it's, you know in the, yeah. it's in the name what or the abbreviation. Like? What's in there? Yeah, so I feel like, and he doesn't really explain what it is other than it kind of being an animal mm. and calling it Jean Jacket later, but um, I feel like he left it open because we can all have our own interpretation of what it means. Whether it's like, like what it actually is. Or what it is what and like. Is. Yeah. They like, just called it a predator. And, if, and what, they're do, what they're doing with it. Yeah, I read some commentary <clears throat> about people saying that perhaps the movie would have been better off if they hadn't revealed the um, jean jacket to be this big animal. Yeah, right. <laughs> but okay. I think at the same time, it's like if you, the, I guess the movie, most movies sort of, I guess, lose in a way. They lose that sense of mis- mysteriousness mm. when they reveal this villain or the, the the alien. But I feel like this movie would have been so bad if you hadn't, like, <laughs> yeah, because like what yeah. what would it have become had exactly. you not revealed Jean Jacket? And yeah. I think that when, once you did get an idea of Jean Jackie kind of like, okay. What does it even reveal? It's a bunch of bed sheets. Flying <laughs> yeah. around. It's a bed sheets, yeah. <laughs> it's a hot air balloon, man. It's a hot air balloon. Yeah, right at the end. Well, yeah, we can talk about that. But uh, yeah. what What was what? that? <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it going it's like, the most beautiful like, thing like, I've like ever evolves. seen. Yeah, it evolves. So that's the, yeah. that's a Spielberg, I think, thing where it's Spielberg, the suspense yeah. and like the tension Mm. of what it's going to be is always going to be better than exactly. the actual reveal. reveal. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's always like how often does it actually live up to the expectation of yeah. what really. is the animal, what is yeah. the thing that we're actually chasing after. Exactly. So so I, got, like, I got a little fun fact for you ooh, with the design of, of Jean Jacket's like evolution. So Jordan Peele consulted a, a jellyfish expert. Professor John Dabiri. 
work out what sort of what sort of motions and what shape he wanted to have for like the like the full on yeah wow outspread jean jacket. It was wow. very when I was watching it for the <laughs> first time. Just a little side <laughs> note. That is sorry. That is it's a fun fucking fact. weird. But yeah. just I remember watching it for the first time because you know how it's kind of like evolving, sort of in the background. Yeah. And I remember being like, like. Oh, that's. I wonder where that sale's coming from. I wasn't getting it. That was what, like, that the was thing. It. And then, like, I saw this big thing. I was like, what the fuck's that? Oh, it's the, it's the alien, right? <laughs> oh, it's Jean Jacket. Oh, it's Jean Jacket. Yeah. It was very weird. But very something weird. else which I thought was cool, something that I didn't notice the first time watching it, was how the mouth, they make the mouth of it look like camera like they look like one of the first cameras if you look at it again it's, it's, it's like that weird little square and also it's interesting how like at the very start of the movie you see that imagery of the inside of yeah you do it, and like the audience doesn't know obviously it's just like a shot of yeah that man yeah, on the horse like and it's yeah and it's the guy's mouth it's like it's there from you know, from the get-go. Because I remember, cool. you remember nice. watching the first time going, what on earth is <laughs> what that? What the fuck? There's this big, like, wind tunnel yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it go, you go, go on the inside of Jane Jack and it's these big, it's, like, yeah. folding in on yeah, itself. Yeah. Like, that was fucked. Squishing all these people. Yeah. What did we think about the fact that it was silent as well? Because you can't hear it mm. and it's kind of able to be camouflaged in the clouds. A lot of the movies actually shot at nighttime. What do we think about There's no that. Yeah, so Jean Jacket doesn't have any sound. The only yeah. sound you get is just like the music while, like suspenseful music while mm. he's like travelling. Or around, what's it? inside it. You all the yeah, screams that, and stuff. That, I think yeah. it's super effective. Yeah. That was quite spooky actually. Yeah. Harrowing. Hearing the, the horses harrowing. Yeah, harrowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> harrowing. Uh, <laughs> that was, yeah, awesome uh, and quite scary when you're hearing the horses get swallowed up yeah, by yeah. Jean Jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what sets it as otherworldly as well because the way like, at the start, that it moves mm. like it doesn't fly. It's like yeah. floating through the air. It's not very nimble sound. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, oh shit. Like, yeah. There's no way we're gonna beat this thing. Yeah. Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, we don't stand a chance. <laughs> Even with that, like at the time before you realize that it's an animal and stuff, like we haven't seen a spaceship like that. So the fact that it's silent and so elusive, you're like, what? Like, how can it be like that? Are you kind of asking yourself that because it's a spaceship. Well? Yeah, because you can do it. It's a spaceship. Yeah, okay, true. Yeah, well, I I did assume it was a spaceship. I thought it was a pretty awesome twist. When yeah, you find out that's an animal. Mm. It makes a bit yeah. more sense it being so um, protective and territorial. Yeah, it was an interesting twist. However, I did sort of like where the movie was going a bit, where there was the scene with the kids as the aliens. Yes, oh, I remember watching that going like, oh, "Here we go." That was my, go. that was my nope moment. Yeah, I was yeah. sitting there in the cinemas with Michael. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> terrified. I was like, uh, everyone in nope. the cinema was going, "No, oh fuck!" Like it was like, yeah. "Wow, that's a really scary and moment." And then the kids, the face. and I went, "Oh, what? 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 Yeah. Like, what do you mean?" And then the scene changed to like daytime. It was a bit of a letdown for me, to be honest, because I was, was, I was like, nah. oh, "Here we go!" I, I was getting liked, all up. No, 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 I liked where that was going. I love that. Same. I, no, no, I, I liked where it was going, and I was a bit disappointed that it wasn't that. It wasn't just actual aliens. It wasn't aliens. actual aliens. <laughs> yeah. But then, I mean, I guess the twist is cool and it's unique. But yeah. again, yeah. I was kind of a bit of a moment in yeah. the cinema. You it's know? good uh, as like a false peak. Sure. And you're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. we were nervous. Now we're not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder true, what yeah. it's actually going to be. Jordan's, yeah. just, Jordan's just playing with us. Yeah. yeah but I, then yeah, 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 yeah. to what end does he play with us? Yeah. yeah. Would it have been better if they were miniature yeah. little aliens? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I loved what they were doing. We'll never know. <laughs> I, I was all for it because 
you know, we've seen Get Out and Us, which have these suspenseful dark scenes where you, you yeah. there's lots of jump scares and stuff, especially in Us. But when we're in the horse stable and Otis Jr., um, Kaluuya, uh, is in there and these things just like peeking out of the darkness and you're like, nah, 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 what <laughs> the fuck is that? And you think we're going to get one of those classic like Jordan Peele Oh yeah, scary jump scares, and mm-hmm. even the character. I'm pretty sure he's like, nope, 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 he and he like that. runs off. <laughs> so good, yeah. so funny. Turn, turns into one and then just punches in the face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's Socks like a, a kid. kid in the jaw. Yeah. <laughs> assault, yeah. assault, and, he, and then he falls down and hits his head on the ground. Yeah. Good, good, <laughs> fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> good. Um, no, nah, I was all for it because like I felt like because we didn't know much about what the movie was going to be about. Um, and, you know, typical alien sort of UFO answer would to be that there's these, like, creatures from another world. Um, and he teased us across all of those things. A little tease. Yeah. A little sneaky tease from Jordan. <laughs> um, I think just quickly, last thing on the sound of the spaceship, um, I was reading up that the guy who did the music and the sound editing, they used a lot of, like, wind effects and, like, made it very elemental and especially talking on like the screams and hearing stuff from within the um jean jacket he engineered it in a way that you kind of asked yourself like wait did i hear something like yeah and i thought that that was like so well done and unnoticed until i read up on it later because like i was like what like the fuck like there were these little sounds that you would hear and be like What do you like? Yeah, you're like so the fact that they thought about it and made it kind of like more of an element of this like UFO, I thought was really cool. Having read that after, yeah, no, that was um, cool. Cool play, like making sound like part of the experience, mm. definitely. And on that as well, like the movie is quite silent. We're in this like mm. ranch; mm. it's quite desolate. There's not much dialogue. What do you guys think of that aspect of it? Well, it makes when Kiki Palmer's character plays the records through whatever sound system, mm. like it makes it so obvious when it does actually turn off mm. and, then it, and then it kind of flicks you into that horror mode. Mm. So you go, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good point. I love that the UFO, without even seeing it, you knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. Like an EMP. Yeah. Just takes yeah. yeah. What did you guys yeah. think of that? Yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was definitely a cool aspect of the film. Um, I thought the way that they used the wackly arm flailing tube men in, <laughs> yeah. the, in the climax <laughs> was, was pretty cool. No, I thought it was really creative that they did different ways of power turning off and us getting that suspense. Like little ones of like that I noted down was like there's like a slushy machine and just like little oh, niche yeah. things like that. I was just like, oh shit! Like, what's gonna happen next? All the uh, all the teams, teams, guys, electric bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gets like yeah. impaled <laughs> on the ground. Absolutely handlebars. Wrecked. Yeah, like I never thought that like suspense would come from that. For example, um, the quick thing on the um, <clears throat> sound and also the the score. Did you guys find that the a sign of a good score is often <clears throat> either that it kind of goes missing and you don't really notice it, mm. or it's big. And uh, the composer really wants you to hear it. I feel like in this one, Michael Abel is a composer, mm. kind of doesn't really want you to no. it, be, it to be the focus. But yeah. I think at the same time, I went back and listened to it. 
thoughts on it? I mean, I think it's a bit of a, a non-event. It definitely doesn't like propel the story forward. I don't think it's supposed to. It's certainly to be like a... I, I agree 100%. I never thought... I ne- didn't leave the film going, wow, the score. Yeah, It's yeah, usually yeah. a thing that I definitely mm. pick up on in Well, yeah, cinema. you particularly, hey. Um, yeah. But I didn't even cross my mind at yeah. all. Yeah. I, like, I, I, I was very, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's very much a background element, which I suppose is could be a good thing. I suppose mm. it depends well, on... Well, certainly because it's like a film that's... You know, silence is a big yeah. kind of... Yeah, definitely. But I, I think we're just so used to films, like the score is mm. like such a big part Absolutely. of it. Yeah. Like you have yeah. big recognisable songs Hans that kind Zimmer, of yeah. Yeah. all the way through. <laughs> but I don't... But movies haven't always been like that. Yeah. yeah. And especially like the people who'd be influencing um, Peel would be like original horror yeah. that he's looking back to. Like it wouldn't have been Where a big there deal is then. A lot of silence. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think as well, if he was to make like a sci-fi thriller, which I guess this is, yeah, um, yeah, with like an epic score, it would kind of be competing with like Interstellar or, you know, mm. other sort was, of grandiose like. Yeah, you so compared I, to us, where he got yeah. the, um, I got five on it, and he made that kind of big orchestral. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Cover, mm. Which was kind of a huge. It was a huge theme yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Like you really associate that movie with its big soundtrack. Hundred percent. In this one, as like the tech turns off, you can just say that like silence plays as much of a part as the music would. Mm. Yeah. If not more important. Yeah. Definitely. In, in this film, for sure. Something I want to bring up, again touching on my one of my words, harrowing. Is the story of Gordy? Okay, and there's there was the one thing that I was thinking of in the cinema while watching those scenes, and then I was watching like a you know Watch Mojo thing, and it, and, it, and it backed <laughs> well, up. Welcome to Watch Mojo. Did, <laughs> ten. <laughs> Welcome to Watch Mojo. But I did see this, and it's the story which is sort of mirroring or sort of like um, inspired. Um, like the true story that inspired the Gordy chimp thing. It's the story of oh. Travis the chimpanzee. Have you heard about this? Yes. Uh, I knew I knew it was a true story. This is harrowing so as fuck. So harrowing. So it's the story of in the 2000s, there was a lady who owned a chimp as a pet in this small town in, I think, Connecticut in America. Long story short, it was like part of the family. It wore human clothes. It even starred in commercials. It was on TV. It was on the Maury Povich show. And one day her friend came over to look after it and it mauled her to bits. Like, I don't know what we can say the, on the podcast. The friend? Mauled the friend. Like, really, like, like terribly injured her. <laughs> like, I'm talking like... When like, primates attack. When primates attack. Like a big 91 kilo chimp, right? <laughs> Come just, here. Come here. Just like really goes ham on this poor lady, right? And... She loses her hands. She has to get a face transplant. Yeah. She survives, but what's that? She went, no, she went on oh, Oprah. Yeah, yeah you're right. And, so, were you and talking wore, about the veil? Uh, wore yeah, yeah, a veil yeah. and there's that character. So, yeah, so which leads oh, me to an... Straight from that. So, oh, so that the lady back at the Star Lasso um, mm. sort of bit where Jupe thinks he's, thinks he's an absolute legend and he's like gets eaten by... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Jeep's little, like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but the like again, like drawing parallels to that lady who is Jupe's co-star, who has the veil, and you can see her like disfigured face. Also, just on that poor lady, like she's been ripped apart by a chimp, and then she gets <laughs> swallowed <laughs> eaten by, by a chimp. <laughs> 
She's been, oh. she's been through the ringer. Out of the yeah. pot and into the frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But oh. I just thought that was a fun fact. Again, like I remember yeah. the, the thing that made that those gaudy scenes a lot more like scary and like, again, harrowing for me is that mm. I knew that that had happened before mm. with like a quote-unquote famous chimp that had like actually mauled someone mm. almost yeah. to death. Well, I reckon that's one of the themes... Well, what I thought reading afterwards, what, one, <laughs> I was what like, I learned oh, afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I didn't actually. I wasn't actually smart enough to come up with this yeah. myself. <laughs> but, but, but it makes sense now, and I reckon it's because that that lady didn't learn a lesson. Because in the original Gordy show, people are trying to tame animals yeah. or yeah. assert human dominance over animals mm. and yeah. make them like us, and. We can't control wild animals, can't control Gordy yep. or Travis. And, or Jean Jacket. Or Jean Jacket, exactly, <laughs> yeah. for the whatever show Stephen Jung's character was trying to put on. Yeah. Mm. So she was, again, on the front in the front row for mm. humans trying to control an animal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And got it twice, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And this time oh, it was lights out. Yeah. That was yeah. it. Oh, well said. Angus, did you want to? Yeah, yeah should we? Move into Angel as a character. Yeah, let's get into the the tech guy. Let's get into the characters. Loved him. I thought he was great. I hadn't seen him in anything else. Mm. And maybe because he was a little bit handsome, but I thought that he absolutely (laughs) He had a bit of suave to him, didn't he? He had a lot of suave. And some scene stealer, I think. He was quite funny. Very comic Um, ability. But also at the same time, he started to annoy me a bit towards the end. It's like, what? I didn't really know. Like, what was his motivations, you reckon? He, he's just like he a just UFO want, guy. He just wants so to I, get cashed up. From I really like the character. Up. So when they walk into whatever tech store they've gone into, mm-hmm. he's all sulking and mm-hmm. like, class, like classic retail worker, like just burnt out to his job. Mm-hmm. They rock up, buy the equipment. He offers, hey, do you want me to go set that up for you? And he, he like sort of knows they're about to say no. They go, no, nah, no, nah, it's all good. Okay, well, do you know what's going to happen if this happens? And they're like, no. Nah. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, oh, well, we'll just figure it out. He's like, I'm the only one that can help you with that. Mm-hmm. Check so out. he rocks up. Um, and then when he finds out that there's something bigger going on and, and like he gets a little bit more, you know, energy. Invested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his like comic side starts coming out. Originally, he was just meant to be a burnt out tech guy, come to the house, fix up some stuff, get eaten by Jean Jacket. But mm. Brandon Perea, the actor, showed Jordan like a different arc for him to have and, wow. Like, wow. and become more witty and like join in the little squad. Man. Yeah, so he was meant to die and he made it to the end and survived. I huh. love that. Yeah. That's cool. He was definitely a, a strong character. And that's pretty yeah. good from Brandon Perea where, like, as you said, we haven't seen him in much stuff. Mm. Yeah. And he's sort of just gone at this big director, said, check yep. this idea out. Wow. And then put it forward. So the characters are kind of mirrored what actually happened in real life. Like he wasn't going to be a part of it. And then <laughs> yeah. he wasn't. He's like, listen, and also you have to pay me an extra 250k. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very meta. It's very meta in that yeah. way. This, this movie is very meta, which we'll talk about later. But I loved his character. Like he did get a bit annoying and you're like, are you just like a kind of, you know, Reddit reader and you want to yeah. see this like UFO or do you have some other motives? It wasn't exclusive to Andrew though. I kind of just towards the end was like, what is everyone doing here? What do you all want? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did the... Um, Emerald kind of annoyed me a lot. 
She like, was probably my favorite character. She was probably my favorite. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she, yeah, she was <clears throat> definitely. Um, I just thought she talked too much. That, yeah, boy. Yeah. That, that was. That was <laughs> no. Good that fun. was good. I. In all honesty, I just some moments I was just like. Mm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, like maybe like a little just bit tone less down lines, a little bit. Please, like <laughs> tone it down a bit. little less, uh, a little bit yeah, less yeah, yeah. in your face. Um, I thought it was interesting as well how she's vaping on screen. Do you think that'll that was... age? Do you think that'll age well at all? I mean, people have been smoking on screen for decades, but do you think? Good question. That honestly might have yeah. been the first movie I've seen with that. Was, I was going to say that was the first vape. time I was like, yeah, "That's yeah. It. just like so, that." That chick's got an eye get. Like, reckon it was an eye get. What flavor do you reckon? What flavor do you reckon? Black raspberry. Was it, <laughs> wasn't it a green one? What? Wasn't it a green I one? I was pretty sure it was black. Came with passion for it. I had iron it the whole time. I have fond memories of that. No, Jordan Peele actually wrote the. Characters for Kiki Palmer and Daniel oh, really? Kaluuya, so I think yeah. that he wanted like because Kaluuya is very, you know, solemn and he can just use his face and sternness, whereas Kiki's like a he's loud comedian. Stare. Yeah. Um. So maybe that was the reason to kind of have mm. two opposites reacting to this worldly thing. Yeah. I thought it worked yeah. really well. I thought their brothers sister dynamic. Yeah. Was yeah. Like it was perfect. Yin and Yang. Yeah. Like I was for sure. they, their personalities, but. Yeah. In some scenes, I just felt Kiki mm. Palmer's character just kind of annoyed me. Like, and you can imagine them being brother and sister as well. Like yeah, Kiki's yeah. like yelling over Daniel yeah. Kaluuya's character and being like, him like, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ride my horses or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Their chemistry was insane, I thought. Like I could easily have believed that they were brother and sister. And as you kind of alluded to, there's a scene where the cinematographer's coming and he brings a non-electrical camera and, and Kiki or Emerald is like, I knew it. Let's go, boy. And they hit each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you've just yeah, got so Kaluuya just like, just yeah, going yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah. And she's just like being all He loud. knew it was coming and he just anticipates her. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is a absorbs it. The way they did it, I reckon they could have done that in one take. And like, you know, the chemistry was just there. I yeah. Thought. Well, that sort of kind of silly slapstick humour were kind of was kind of the only funny part of the movie. There yeah. was no sort of like developed humour. You know no. when they were <laughs> um Jupe comes to the Haywoods ranch and yeah. they're like yelling at yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that is so yeah, dumb that, and so funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um the yeah all the yeah boys, the nopes, yeah. that kind of stupid yelling from distance stuff. Yeah, that, that was good. That, Understand. Yeah. There was those sort of small elements, small yeah. moments that were quite funny. Just back on the character of Angel. Uh, I thought that Brandon Perea played him really well. And I remember seeing a kind of cast interview before the movie had come out and you've got Kaluuya, Kiki, Jordan, him and Stephen Yoon. And the he literally said, Brandon was like, like I'm sitting with uh, like three Academy Award either nominees or winners and like one of the best comedians in the world. And I was like... Okay, I wonder how this guy's gonna go in the movie. 
but I thought he nailed it. Mm. Like he did mm. really well. And yeah, the he'll, fact, score, he'll score a few roles from this. For and sure. the fact that he was able to propose a change to the entire story and the character shows yeah. how talented yeah, he is. A big things from cool. him in future, I think. Yeah. Is that is that all he's done? Have we got any? I did. I looked up his credits? IMDb. There was a lot of shit that I just didn't recognize. He wasn't yeah. in Doctor Who. With- <laughs> <laughs> he was not in Doctor Who. <laughs> but the only thing I could think of was that thing from Palpatine in episode one of Star Wars where he goes, <laughs> we'll watch your career with great interest. <laughs> I thought that was going to be another Maroney. <laughs> no, not, nothing to do with that um, next time. Any other characters that we liked? What do we think about the cinematographer character? Ooh. Weird. So <laughs> weird. I, yeah. And I thought that, that's another gripe I had with this film was the character arcs, I feel, weren't there. Like the arc of like Jupe, for example, I just feel like he was, he had this amazing Mm. backstory Mm. and this like that was building up and then all we get is this one scene and then we find out that he's the reason that, you know, Jean Jacket's hanging around because he's been feeding the horses and then he's dead. And I just feel like it wasn't like a very... I don't know, it wasn't like a very fulfilling arc from him. Same with the guy who just rocks up and films and then just goes, all right, we got the shot and then just goes, no, actually. I want the internal shot. Actually, I'm going <laughs> to die and get the greatest <laughs> shot of all time yeah. and risk losing the rest of the footage. Well, he probably did. Probably, yeah. well, he like, did. probably he did. He did. He lost yeah. the camera. Well, we don't know that for sure, but like most likely mm. lost, Yeah, you know, lost like that. And I don't know, I just feel like. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, there's a few. There's a few that. very quick characters. Yeah, like, yeah. You quick don't get, you don't get sold on. That but also, guy gets OJ and Emerald, I feel, didn't really have like a. OJ's just a solemn, like hardworking bloke that just wants to be in silence on a farm. There's like, <laughs> yeah, well, I, don't, I don't really know what. <laughs> not much to him. Like he just walks intentions around. were really throughout. Yeah. I mean, I understand he wanted to save the ranch and, like you know, film. Mm. Look, the beast, he would have. But... He would have filmed the beast. He would have maybe picked up like some cash from it mm. and then saved the farm and then he yeah. would have just continued his work on the farm mm. Yeah. Mm. tending horses. Being the only one who gave it four stars, I have to say that I thought at the end when Emerald kind of gets the um, the shot mm-hmm. on the print from the like park camera thing, um, I thought that that was kind of like a was it worth it. In her eyes. So I did think that she, as a character, mm. did develop a bit, but I do see what you mean. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, say mm. Frodo's character arc, like where well, we no. get this huge. Not the greatest character arc of all time. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't you dare talk about Lord of the Rings in front of me. <laughs> no, but you know Stop what I mean. The Lord of the Rings. I'm it's just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I thought that she did kind of have a bit of growth. Yeah. And I, I yeah. think she's ends up being actualized because you go from her at the start where she's mm. like, I'm a singer, dancer, do a bit of modeling. She's a triple threat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> her and Andrew Sorry. Garfield. <laughs> JT. <laughs> and she goes from that where she's trying to be all these things and then in the end she is the person who captures it mm. and if you sort of see that as mm. art she then becomes the artist that she's mm. trying to yeah. be yeah. at the start. Yeah. Also, a bit of an inspiring story in that sense. She, like, didn't really have many kind of achievements to her story yet. Mm. She kind of left the family, was coming back only because, like, the father died, blah, blah, blah. 
But then she's able to do that. Now maybe this is the start of her journey. Maybe they should make a sequel about her. <laughs> maybe Brandon, not. Brandon Breyer, <laughs> Brandon Breyer has done interviews and said that there should be a sequel. Okay. Okay. I just don't really know. So, of course he does. I guess, I suppose in terms of like arcs, maybe something. Now that I thought about the ending, because you know how there's the scene where she, like it's a flashback back to when they're younger kids and she wants to train Jean Jacket, the horse. Yeah. And the dad, Otis, says, no, I'm going to let OJ train this horse. And then there's that shot of him looking up to her and she's really upset and he does like the little eyes and he points to her. And then at the end when he sort of survived and they've been through this ordeal and she's the one who's like gotten the pick and then he does that same thing. Maybe that's like sort of their relationship Mm. has sort of... Full circle. Full circle then like improved from that Mm. because I feel like that would have been something that she would have held of resentment towards yep. and mm. that's her contribution like she is part of the farm now like yeah. she saved the farm got the yeah. shot yeah if that is their intention and she's killed the giant sale alien with a balloon with a what about the way it like balloon. blew up as well that was just yeah. a shot okay it's jaws <laughs> Yeah, it is. Yeah, the whole Ooh. thing is George. Spielberg, he's back. Yeah. The whole thing, yeah. he's, back. he's back. It's like, it, where is it? Oh, and then the thing goes in its mouth and it blows yeah. up. It's Jaws. Yeah, wow. it's Jaws. Yeah, it, yeah. Um, it's basically just. Jaws. Wanted to circle back to why it's coming about. Um, Emerald. Now she's her arc. She kind of actualizes. It's the word you used. Um, and um, Jupe and Nick, you mentioned Jupe before. Um, I thought Jupe was definitely one of the more intriguing characters. Definitely. And I was expecting more, mm-hmm. um, but you're right, he just kind of just dies. Yeah. But um, he starts off, he's introduced, you don't know at the time, but as this um, young kid who experiences this um, trauma with Gordy, you know, beating up, killing, we don't really know, all these people on a sitcom. Um, but Oh, killing, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Were you watching what I was yeah, watching? Yeah, really <laughs> <my friends, I laughs> I think. A, um, yeah. And he, uh, yeah, I guess he's taught that um, tragedy or trauma is something to be, um, uh, to make money of or, or comedy of. And mm. then he kind of, it comes full circle in that right at the end, he's trying to profit again of yeah. this alien. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and who has been consuming horses. Yeah. Um, mm. And he doesn't really learn his lesson. He's no. there just <clears throat> trying to capture. Mm. I think um, another yeah. part that comes into that is, after the traumatic event, he literally sticks his hand out to Gordy and yeah. he's basically like, you know, accepting him or whatever. So he's not really scared by that event and he's not scared by this huge unknown. Because he has that false sense element. that he can tame yeah. wild yeah, animals because yeah, yeah, yeah. it happened before. Exactly. exactly yeah. 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 Well, does no, it make definitely. it like a big analogy or like metaphor for dealing with like grief or like trauma? Yeah. So definitely. there's like Kaluuya is dealing with the animal thing and losing his father and dealing with the ranch yeah. and Yun's dealing with like the Gordy episode. Yeah, traumatic experience. And having like your childhood torn apart. 100%. Yeah. Especially with how charismatic Jupe is. Like mm. he's he's like so normal, able to like, you know. Yeah. In a bit of a weird off-putting way. He was kind of yeah. like, what's your deal? I knew something was, yeah. was if you, you could tell something was off about it. If you had sure. witnessed the murder of all your co-stars by an animal, 
and then seen it shot in the head within like 30 centimeters of you. Yeah. I'd yeah. probably back it up. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's been nice. <laughs> I definitely think, yeah, it is probably that sort of grief not being handled. Whereas mm, yeah. maybe Emerald and Otis. Yeah. Do. Well, not even not being handled. It's just alternative ways of dealing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a better way of saying it. And that's true. He does try and profit up as well. Like you, you hear exactly. when he's <clears throat> when they open that room and it's all the memorabilia of the show, mm-hmm. and he talks about he let exactly. some couple stay in there yeah. for fifty grand or whatever the number. Trauma was. is yeah. something that you're supposed to make profit out of. Yeah. Or of your make gra- funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's like, yeah, like, I don't know. About yeah. That. Yeah. Okay, Speak turned out for you. <laughs> You're dead. Yeah, Speak. You're dead, mate. You're so dead. <laughs> Speaking of the memorabilia, he's got the shoe there. What oh, did we the think the shoe. like floating, floating vertical shoe meant? What, actually, I had no idea. I, had I no completely idea. forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was going to mean something. No, it, so what? well. I mean, well, I read about it. And I, <laughs> I, did, I did read about it, which I didn't get it at all. But I knew that when someone like a director like Peel, like lingers on something like that, you know that it's got some significance. Mm. But I didn't pick up on it. But when they are the, the, um, Emerald and OJ are chatting about Jean Jacket for like, you know, they've kind of realized what it is and they talk about it being a bad miracle. Mm. Mm. And this idea of a bad miracle is sort of happens throughout. Like it first happens when Otis gets hit by a coin from the sky. Like that's a, a bad miracle. Jean Jacket itself mm. being a bad miracle. The you know, shoe standing up in the midst of all of this, like harrowing, you know, slaughter by this yeah. chimp is a bad miracle. It's like a once in a lifetime thing, but it's like a very like bad thing that's happening. So the shoe, yeah, it's supposed to be kind of unexplainable, just kind of like Jean Jacket is, yeah, unexplainable, right? Unexplainable, um, like the idea terror, of a bad miracle, yeah, just sort of plunked yeah. in there. Interesting, but it it's, does, it's, it's great to get into that. But the whole movie, I'm like, okay, this shoe, like yeah. <laughs> maybe Jean Jacket was back, you know, with Gordy the, all those years ago, like because I'm just like thinking about the shoe for like an hour. Yeah, it is weird how it's. Just, it, there's no way that it could stand up like that on its own. <laughs> <No>. yeah, <laughs> let's be real. It's shoes yeah. round it's at like, the bottom, what? like how. Yeah, yeah. I, it's why, it's why into the, the physics. Chim- yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's why the chimp went crazy. He saw that shoe. Was like, that is yeah, not like, right. He's like, nope. That is fucked. <laughs> hang on, <laughs> that terrors it. <laughs> I'm done. Calling a shoe scientist. I'm getting to the bottom of this. <laughs> What's that up? Rick and Morty. <laughs> nope, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm calling a bone scientist. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to stay here all night and we're going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> he just kills him. But yeah, very, very <laughs> weird imagery. <laughs> Again, something that like, you know, we're talking about miracles and stuff. A lot of miracles, I suppose, uh, talked about in the Bible. And it does open with that Bible quote. Yeah. Which I do have awesome written quote. down here. Yeah. Oh. I'd like to just read it out for the audience. It's awesome. It, here it is. Um, I will cast abominable filth at you, make you vile, and make you a spectacle. So that whole idea of spectacles, like Jean Jacket being a spectacle, mm. like, and kind of yeah, the, all the characters as well. That's what I kind of yeah. like about the quote is you initially think you that perhaps he's trying referring to Jean Jacket, mm. but make you vile and make you a spectacle, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, goes to what happens to all the characters and they're trying if there's some kind of element of grossness in trying to profit out of this supernatural yeah. thing. Linking and onto then, that. 
they become the spectacle and that Jean Jacket turns kind of the spectacle on them. Yeah. He's like, mm. no, I'm just going to yeah. gobble you up. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. He, he emits <laughs> all the blood and the metallic like, yeah. things that he can't consume the on the house. Filth. So mm. he's cast the abominable filth oh, true. onto them and he uh, makes them the spectacle. Oh, that yeah. was wow. a terrible scene. Uh, that, uh, that was real. I thought that, that was, was like the climax of the movie for me. Right. When I left, it's like that when Jean Jacket is just, Casting yeah. abominable filth <laughs> on the house. On house. That was like the kind for me. The sort of when you, when you see it going, oh, this is quite yeah climactic. Yeah. And then that's when it's it kind being of a just, horror movie. I feel. Yeah, it and just sort of turns into this. Then know, it became like an action. Yeah, scene it did. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. final scene was yeah, very exactly. much action. Yeah. Action Jackson, definitely. Yeah. 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 But, well, well, just after that, we get the scene because uh, Otis Junior gets stuck. In the car, he can't leave because he might get. He's, no, he's noping everywhere as well. Yeah, and he he like. <laughs> nope, nope. What about the scene <laughs> nope, where? Nope, nope. What about the scene when he's in the U and he knows it's right above him <laughs> and he leans out and looks up and it just like yells at him yeah, it's just right and he's there. like, nope, yeah, right. nope. nope. <laughs> just sit like yeah, that. Um, but then just after that, the I thought the way that it was shot, like the cinematography of like the ranch, and it's like you know, dawn and it's just like foggy and everything. Like I was just thinking to myself. Cinematography. Des- yeah. Awesome. Despite it maybe changing tone of like horror versus like action type thing. Um, cinematography blew me away. Yeah. Then. Well, they've Hoyt got Van the Hoytma. guy, Hoyt, Hoyt Van Hoytma. Hoyt <laughs> Van Hoytma. <laughs> who did cinematography for Tenant. Her. And good. Um, her. 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 Great film. Interstellar. Lonely. Mm. What is it? Lonely people in the big city. Her. her, we yeah. love her. Yeah, we, we love, love movie. her. We love her. Yeah. Dunkirk as well. Yeah, yeah. great films. Wow, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Hoyt. Hoyt is a bit of a beast. Yeah, so beast. highly. Yeah, he's just a master yeah. of his craft. And yeah, some of the <clears> shots <throat> that in the movie should be impossible. Mm. Hoyt is like, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. Let I me would... point my camera at yeah. the sky. <laughs> he um, because he asked him if you were to. If you were to, in real life, film like a mm. UFO for the government, you had one shot, what camera would you use? And he said IMAX because he's like the king of IMAX cameras. Wow. And he used IMAX. What a title. He used IMAX. The king of, in, IMAX. King of IMAX cameras. He used <laughs> IMAX in the movie and then there's a character who uses an IMAX and is oh, a cinematographer. That is so cool. I think it's yeah, like yeah. pretty meta in that way as well. Meta. Well, the meta whole is thing fuck. is meta. It's so meta. <laughs> Isn't it, it is. about... Like Hollywood loves making better. movies about making movies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's their whole thing. Genuinely. It's like, just like every movie so that's coming out smart. these days. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like how once amazing time in Hollywood. Art. Art. La La Land. There's just so many yeah. movies that have been coming out about this one's for Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> and it's for all of us. Yeah. I think as well, which I was a fun fact again that I didn't pick up, but something fun. that w- no, it's <laughs> no, it's actually not that fun. <laughs> but it's you know how they talk about the guy on the horse and they go, well, that's our great grandfather. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, no one actually knows what that name that that guy's <clears throat> name is. So again, like, it was so long ago and just captured on like but, old film. But again, and- like the common like social commentary that Peel's trying to say is that like that guy was African American. I mean everyone talks about the guy who filmed him. Mm. I don't know his name. But I just thought that was interesting that actually no one knows who that guy on the horse is. Yeah. But everyone knows who took the video, which like mm. again, 
social it's commentary. It's the choose up and mm. spit out element and like choose them up and spit them out. Exactly s- what happened. Selective there. appreciation mm. like within the film industry. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, same with like, you know, all these movies rely on animal trainers and they're at that kind of commercial and they're getting like roasted by all the crew and shit. Yeah. And then that they, was a funny scene. Though. Yeah. I thought that was good. So I feel like in, in terms of like that, but that social commentary, but also like film itself, there's these underappreciated like crew. Like in the climax, mm. he's wearing like um because it's part of the movie, the, like the Scorpion King he's, like yeah, crew hoodie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I feel like that is he's kind of talking to like the unsung heroes of like who makes a movie as True. well. True. Lots yeah. of lots of things well, coming has, out of here. He has all of the different elements that make up the spectacles, if you want to use your word, that we consume from the old-style cinematographer guy, Antlers, Mm. to the scummy TMZ guy who's like, I had to look up what TMZ was, but they like, (laughs) they'll film anything celebrity-wise and just use it to go viral, essentially. Mm, Leeches. And like Kaluuya's character and Emerald, um, the people behind the scenes who actually make it happen. Mm. I think just quickly on the cinematography again, there were some scenes where, like you kind of said, they were very impossible. Like there's a scene where um, Otis Jr. in the kind of climax of luring Jean Jacket to the um, eat the horse. He's riding the horse down the like the track and you see Jean Jacket and you see Kaluuya literally riding this horse and I was just like how the hell did they shoot that yeah he's like actually riding the horse like he's the stunt guy and I just thought scenes so dangerous and I just thought scenes like that just kind of blew me away and I was like fully immersed with it maybe it wasn't the right kind of um climax that we were expecting but I just thought wanted to make a note of that other thing that I think that um was something to be respected and I think we feel this in all of Peel's movies is that he, and I heard him say this, he was talking about like Scorsese, Tarantino, Paul Thomas Anderson, Nolan. Like when you watch one of their films in the next five minutes, you have no idea what is going to happen. And he says that that is like a gift from these directors to audiences. Like you just don't have a single clue what is going to happen? You can't predict anything. That definitely was one of my notes in praise of the movie. It was that mm. I was watching it and I was, I did not know where it was going to end up, which I do enjoy as well. I didn't watch the trailer before going in, which mm. makes for a great cinema experience. Yeah, by the way. Um, <laughs> but again, I was I was going and I was going like, what could possibly happen in a mm. good way? I was like, this is cool because I'm not predicting the ending. There are a lot of films that you watch where you go, okay, yeah. I see where this is going. If but you can yeah. see the arc, it's just you're just out. You check out. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. yep, love story. They, yeah. Oh, they're in the down period yeah. and then they get together. Like, I mean, yeah, even yeah, there yeah. was the twist that Jane Jacket was an animal or, you know, Jane Jacket was an organism. Yeah. But even after the twist, I was still like, mm. okay, where's this going? Yeah. Mm. In a good way. Yeah. I feel like when we can predict the result, the ride itself is less immersive. Yeah, like, definitely. And I think... And this is why I'm even doing this podcast is I love movies because you just get lost in them for like two to three hours. And I felt even though maybe we didn't all like the end result of this and how it played out, I think the ride was still respectable. All right, I've got uh, two little quick fun facts. Um, You can let me know if they're fun or not. I will. That'll be good. So (laughs) Jupiter's claim 
That was completely made from scratch in like a little offside ranch, um, wherever. But now it has remained there and it's a real place and you can visit. There's a full-on map online and a website and you can book and go. And, like, it's an attraction that you like, can no, go it's to. It's not just like a you go and look, like it's functioning. There's like carnival games and oh, mm, hot dogs. Probably probably won't be going there, but that was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> be some aliens that was, was fun. Okay. Yeah. Second, in 2014... Jordan Peele tweeted, um, I dreamt that a baby chimp attacked some people, then ran to me and hugged me. Then I woke up with tears streaming down my face. No way. Right <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? I don't know. Maybe he had read up about the actual real life gaudy depiction um, or he just, you know, carried that forward and sort of portrayed, it, portrayed himself as Jesus. Um, wow. dupe. Wow. That is mind-blowing. That's, that's pretty... Not fun, but interesting. (laughs) (laughs) That was fun. Um, Let's get into some bad parts. You guys have already kind of alluded to these. I've I've touched on mine, so I'm... Yeah? Yeah. Any other parts that really nicked you guys off? I think just in the leaving the cinema, I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I left going... I didn't really, like, feel... One, I wasn't that scared. I don't know how (laughs) horror-y you thought it was. Um... And two, I was like, conf- I left confused more than feeling anything else. Mm. And I've enjoyed like piecing it together since then. But I feel like that's a weakness if you leave. Yeah. If that's your, my overriding feeling, yeah. leaving the cinema. I don't think you can say that's positive, right? Unless yeah. you're really into that kind of movie. Yeah. But I don't I don't think that's what Jordan was trying to make. Yeah. Like mm. a big old go home and have a big old hard think about it. <laughs> <laughs> go look yourself in the yeah. mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think. Why do you get up in the <laughs> I think on that, it is, however, like to be the devil's advocate here, it is interesting how he now, like, as like a big, like, you'd call him like a big blockbuster director. Mm, like, he'd, sure. yeah. But he's sort of has the freedom to do these movies that are a bit, yeah, like left field. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I did, like, he's got a lot of creative license. Maybe he's, been given a bit too much, a little bit like Taika Waititi. So no, you're like, but I'm very excited to see what he comes up with next. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think um, he's kind of almost for different genres, but almost on a similar path to Nolan. Like you can kind of, yeah, has that license. Mm. Um, but I felt like with Get Out and Us, maybe slightly less in Us because it ends a bit more ambiguously. Maybe. I, love, I love an ambiguous ending. But mm. we still get clarity in those two. Mm. Whereas this one, similar to you, Wyatt, I felt like there's less clarity. But maybe he's just testing it out. Maybe he's, you know. That's probably the main, like, fall down of the movie is that no clarity. I remember leaving the cinema and going to you like, you know, she has that film picture now. What's that really going to do? Um, yeah. Some cameraman has died. That really <clears throat> didn't get much video evidence. You've got little picture like some people saw it blow up, it's gone now. Mm. I, yeah, I was just very initially confused as to what it meant. Yeah. yeah. Like we, like we said, we had to go home and piece yeah. it together afterwards. Yeah. yeah, we were very like, we were kind of looking at each other like, what? Like, yeah. but, and then, and we all said in the in the group chat, we were like, we've got a lot of thoughts about yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So The thing is we did get taken on a ride and we did lose ourselves yeah. for two hours and, you know, there's been a lot to think about. So it's Mate, still pretty cool. You compare that two-hour ride to the two-hour ride of Thor, Love and Thunder, I'll pay $1,000 to take that ride again. 
To take note. <laughs> to take note. <laughs> That's a lot of cheese. <laughs> Jordan, Pe- Jordan Peele's cashing it in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll change my one word to ride, actually. An hour into this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's against the rules, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't make the rules. I thought it was a bit too long. Like, okay. okay. Kind of going, like, right, we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> also, it wasn't, yeah. Um, my other sort of major other gripe with it is similar to Wyatt's in that I feel like from the first five minutes you see the set up for sort of, they're going to watch something kind of extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't think it's throughout the movie and they're scary or entertaining enough um, for it to not be a four five star. Yeah. Okay. I mean, put it this way, I probably won't see it again for a while. It's yeah. For me, it's not not rewatchable. Yeah. It's not very rewatchable. But I did just spend this whole podcast going like, yeah, the, this is good, this is good. But yeah. I think there's something to be said about like the movie as a whole. Mm-hmm. I think at times it's like less than the sum of its parts, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, as a whole – it's not like that. I mean, yeah, as you, I left not that excited or yeah. that going, oh, my God, I need yeah. to tell everyone about this. Because you're a massive often, Peel fan. Yeah, I liked yeah. Get Out or I loved Get Out yeah. and I liked Us. Yeah. And then this was like, yeah, maybe just the anticipation, yeah. mm. expecting something extraordinary and it kind of not being that. Maybe I should just chill out. <laughs> but <laughs> I've got a question for you. Yeah. Are you still going to go see his next one? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So who's the winner now? Yeah. <laughs> he hooked us all yeah. with his initial yeah. films. And that's so. the thing. He could make like a piece of shit and I'd be like, I'd still be there. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, we'd watch it. Yeah. He could make note and I'd be it's three. Three is still good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is good. Three is very respectable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And as like we maybe it is three. Us some praise. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say one final thing on Jordan Peele? I don't know if you guys have seen interviews with him or listened to podcasts with him, but he speaks so bloody well. It's so eloquent, and I just think he's a genius. I I'm just a huge fan of his skits in Cam Peele. I've been rewatching them recently, and some of them make me. Fucking piss my pants. They're so funny. <laughs> can he They're so funny? Can he cast Key in some of his new films? Sure. Oh, I'd love. I'd love Please. that. That'd be great. I wonder. Like, is if there Key, a relationship? I don't know. What's going I mean, on I don't know. Sure. But you would think. Jump think. for the boys. Yeah, maybe we should do a bit more reading about that. Yeah, maybe we should do some more research on that. But the Gampiel skits, which I, I think a lot of them were written by him, if I'm not mm. mistaken. Yeah, haven't researched that. Yeah. <laughs> don't quote me on that. Checks out. But yeah, I think what would be cool is if he. Cast Peel as like a he's Peel man. (laughs) (laughs) Cast himself in a meta verse. No, no. I think what would be (laughs) cast himself as a director making a movie about (laughs) director (laughs) making a movie. Uh, I think what would be cool would be is if he cast Key as like a sick murderer in like another horror film. That's very different to his. Key yeah, because Key, Key has range, yeah. I reckon. Key, I think he's got it in him. Comedic yeah. bloke, he could be sinister for sure. Well, like you think of Adam Sandler, like yeah. SNL, wow. Skits, on the other. Uncut. Uncut Gems. Yeah. Uncut Gems. <laughs> Uncut Gems. <laughs> Any other final takes on Nope? <clears throat> nope. <laughs> nope. See. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 Definitely end on that, I reckon. <laughs> 
All right, so that is a wrap for Nope. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cinemates, podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. Huge thanks to Sam White, Nick, and Angus for coming on the podcast once again. It's great chatting with you. It was a good one. It was a big one. It was a big one. Nice good film. Thank you. Thanks, man. No, no worries. As always, please check out our Instagram and TikTok at Cinemates underscore. Otherwise, we'll catch you for the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cinemates. Make sure to follow us and leave a review on your chosen streaming platforms. Also, check out our Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube channel for more Cinemates content. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge Australia's First Nations people as the traditional owners and custodians of the land and pay respect to the Camaragal people of the Eora Nation upon whose country Cinemates is based. We honour the storytelling and culture of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities across Australia. Also, in the spirit of chatting with mates, remember it's always important to check in with those around you. Whether it's friends, family or colleagues, sometimes they may be going through a hard time and chatting with them may reassure them that they aren't alone. If you or anyone you know is ever struggling, call Lifeline on 13 11 14.